time to be alive. Here we are sitting with one of our teams not in the semi-finals, and we thought before the tournament it was definitely going to be my team, Australia, but it's in fact Nash's team, India. So a big, a big night ahead of us as Nash shakes his head. Welcome to the Quickball Podcast for another episode. Plenty to cover here. With Australia confirmed through to the semi-finals, incredibly, and India incredibly out of the World Cup ahead of their game against Namibia today. Nash, how are you doing today, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm still, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a smile of um, Acceptance. You know, dis- disappointment. It. Yep. And it's a smile of resignation. <laughs> um, I've just resigned to the fact that now whatever I've dished out over the last few months, I'm going to get back from you. So um, yep. yeah, it's, it's, it's been all right. So, but now full support to Australia. Um, I, I really, really think Australia, I really hope Australia can go. Um, go the full way and just um, at least get to the final. But there's a big mountain ahead of them in Pakistan. And we'll, talk, we'll touch on other teams first before we touch on Australia and India because um, we'll touch on, firstly, we'll touch on the disappointments. Yeah. You know, um, I was just thinking what... I saw that final game of West Indies and I just thought that was not the, the right way for someone like Dwayne Bravo and Chris Gale to sign off. What, what do yeah. you think about that? Yeah, when I look at that group, you know, Australia, we did play good cricket, but uh, a lot of that was courtesy as well of how poor Bangladesh and West Indies were. Um, the West Indies, sort of, they, they weren't in the best of form heading into the tournament, but they had so much firepower in that team and so much talent. Like Jason Holder bats at nine. Like, it's crazy, the talent that they have down the order, how deep they bat. They just played terrible cricket right the way through. And um, there's a genuine case for them to be the most disappointing team. Yeah. We've got all that swagger about them, all that quality, but it didn't resonate on the field. Um, so I think that really helped Australia's cause when you have a team like the West Indies, who I think were in, in many people's top four. You know, I think they were in mine. I thought they would finish in the top two because of the power that they have in their team and how deep yeah. they back compared to the other teams. But they proved to be a major disappointment. They just couldn't get going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I think from a... From from a disappointment point of view, um, West Indies were really disappointing. I've, no one really thought that this would happen. They only won one game out of out of five, I think. Uh, yeah. They only beat Bangladesh. They lost to well, all other, other teams. As well. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, and you know the other team you would say was Bangladesh to some extent was disappointing because um, as as uh, we have gone back and forth on, on social media with, with your memes on, you know, pitch with me, uh, Dhaka and getting that pitch to UAE. But <laughs> yeah. the, the, fact of the, the fact of the matter is that they have only played well in Bangladesh. And it's even all the banter aside, all the jokes aside, it is a real, it is a real um, picture of, what their board is up to and it is a real disappointment mm. because they have so much talent in them they have so much of they have worked hard over the years and still they are not getting the results so you know i'm really really it's 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 sad more than disappointing because um we re- you really hope bangladesh over the years um now that with the hard work they'll compete with these teams but mm. it, it it's not the case i sort of predicted that Bangladesh probably struggle in the World Cup, but I didn't expect them to be that bad, to be honest with you. Not and and losing, team, Namib- uh, losing Shakib as well. Yeah, losing Shakib. But even when he was in the side, they just weren't playing that well at all. You know, the first up loss to Scotland, they were sort of, it was a bit nervy against Oman. If you remember in that first round, the only comfortable win they had really was PNG. Yeah. Um, their first game against Sri Lanka, they let that slip because they weren't, um, they weren't calm enough. They weren't composed enough. Their fielding was diabolical in the tournament. Their batting was even worse. They completely surrendered to South Africa and Australia. Um, and in the end, it was Bangladesh's performance that got us through to the semifinals because we were able to chase such a small total in six overs and go ahead of South Africa on that run rate. That's how poor Bangladesh had been in there. There's a case that, you know, people were expecting a lot more of them. You speak to our friends um, at the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. I was speaking with Paul Dennett during that Australia-Bangladesh series where they towered us up 4-1. He was saying that they're one of the dark horses. Um, I said probably not because they don't have a lot of six-hitting ability and they're just not used to conditions outside of home. 
and the board really, I think, really hampers their team, their own team's chances. Yep. Um, because they don't condition their players to perform well overseas. And you look at the talent in their fast bowling ranks, I like Tuskin Ahmed, but he doesn't bowl a lot at home. He doesn't get a lot of cricket for Bangladesh. She's in and out of the team. Mm. So they're not really conditioning their pace bowlers to, to bowl enough um, overseas for long periods and they're batting when they're outside of their own conditions. Um, they, they really look like um, a decord in the headlights. They really do. Yep. 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 Exactly. And, you know, I was just thinking that we saw on Twitter, which was a bit shameful, these, um, some of the Pakistani fans were crying that, oh, Afghanistan, you know, that they fixed, fixed game, <laughs> game oh, against yeah. India. That's the been real, a big week. Yeah. yeah. The real steal was, you know, the real team that got robbed was South Africa. Um, because of that, because of the way Australia beat Bangladesh, they went ahead of South Africa on that net run rate. I think it was really unfair on South Africa that Bangladesh lost so bad. I'm going to challenge you on that. South yes. Africa had exactly the same chance to beat Bangladesh by that margin. They rolled them over for 84 as well. Yep. It took them 14 overs to get to the target. Yep. So I agree with you. I do feel for South Africa in a way because they played well in this tournament, arguably even better than Australia. Yep. over the course of five games because we had a really bad performance in there against England. Um, we were dodgy against South Africa. I think South Africa played pretty well right throughout the five matches. Um, they bowled beautifully. But they just, up until the last game, I don't think they had enough intent with the bat. I spoke to you about this last week. I looked at their top four. Russi van der Dussen played beautifully yesterday, but he didn't produce that sort of form earlier on in the tournament. Mm. You had Temba Bavuma, uh, Temba Bavuma there as well, Reza Hendricks. So you've got those three in your top four. They're more accumulative players more often than not. Yeah. I think that's what ultimately hurts South Africa. I wrote yesterday in an article that, you know, three key reasons why Australia made the semifinals. One of them is, I think, South Africa's lack of batting intent. They bowled beautifully in the tournament. I love their bowling attack. I think it's going to hold them in good stead in Australia next year, but they've got to figure out their batting. How can they be a little bit more with the times when it comes to um, scoring rates and, and their approach to batting? Because if you've got three accumulators by nature in your top four, I think you're always going to be playing catch up. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. South Africa won four games and the net run rate was only about 0 0.7. Um, so there you can see they, they didn't win by big margins. They had that chance when they were ahead of Australia to, to chase that target. Um, with more urgency against Bangladesh to get those net run rate uh, points. But I do feel for them, though. They played well. They deserved to make up four wins yep. and to miss out. I mean, what what did you make of their performance? Did yeah, it they was... deserving of the semifinals? Absolutely. I mean, mm -hmm. there's no doubt about it in my mind yeah. because it's, as I said, it was, they really got robbed of that semifinal spot. Is, yeah. is my, it was what I feel because, yes, Australia have played good cricket. Um, which at the at the start no one really expected that, um, but I think South Africa have just played better cricket than anyone, and um, especially they, in that they played very well. They have. Yeah, because and and beating England as well by uh, by ten run, ten runs as well in that last game. So yeah, it's it's it, I was surprised by South Africa how good South Africa were in this in this tournament. So, but I think that's just a that's just a snapshot of what's to come in the, in the future years as well. If, if the, if the South African management stick to this team and stick 100%. to this, this yeah. um, set of players, I think they can really achieve some good, great stuff in, in the, in, in um, even Definitely. next year in, in Definitely. Australia as well, because it was really good to see, especially against Sri Lanka, that the, um, choking narrative or choking agenda was wasn't there from south the the old south africa wasn't there where they used to choke in these close games and yeah you know yeah. just oh, throw these games away certainly certainly not a choke by any yeah. means from south africa in this Absolutely. Team. i think quite Absolutely. the opposite they they played very well um they've had a good year in t20 cricket i think aiden markram is, is so key to that team now he's coming of age that guy he's having a wonderful year in the format he was outstanding against england the other day He's got power and he can bowl a bit too. So what an asset to have in your team. I think you, you try, if you can try get another player like Markram with with um, with that fear factor about him, I, I don't think Reza Hendricks is, is a long-term option in this team, if I'm being yeah. honest. I know that might seem harsh on the guy, but 
Um, I think you're probably looking for another opening partner with, with Quinton Pekokdi or someone to come yep. in at three that can take the game away from the opposition. But yep. it's a great opportunity for South Africa to sort of uh, spring on and, and, and take to the next level because they've, they've got the, the ingredients there to be a very good team. Absolutely. And before we move on to Australia and India, I think quickly we'll touch on a, a couple of other teams. First one I would like to get your thoughts on is Sri Lanka. Um, yeah. They did not, they did not obviously get to semi-final and they lost a fair few games. So, but they still have a good team. They still have a good group of players. Mm. Uh, you know, Charita Salanka, Dasun Shanaka, even um, Nisanka at the top and Kusal Pereira. So, um, not to mention Wanindu Hasaranga. Of course, um, of course. Um, so what do you what do you make of their team in, in the next couple of years as well? Yeah, yeah, I think definitely light at the end of the tunnel. I think you feel the same way. I think um, I, maybe the last year, two years, maybe a bit longer, they've just looked like they're going nowhere. But I feel like now they've got a bit of direction, a little bit of hope with a few very, very talented players coming through. And I sit back and I wonder how... They could persist with Dinesh Chandimal in their T20 team for such a long period of time. If you had someone like Charith Asalanka, who's got that much talent, he's very good at the 50 over game, Asalanka, but he was yep. able to transfer that over to the 20 over game as well. Yep, absolutely. He's very impressive. I think they've got a bit of talent there at the top too. So I just think it's it's about building a good solid batting lineup because there's some, some good bowling there. Menindo Asalanka is a very good cricketer. So 100%, I think. They didn't make it. I don't think anyone was expecting them to, but I think their performances, um, all in all, were, were quite positive. Yeah. Yeah. And quickly touching on the two teams in India's group is Pakistan and New Zealand. Um, mm. Both of them, uh, you know, have qualified for the semifinals. Pak- I would like to say this about Pakistan, that I think they, they are really, they're a really great team at the moment, mm, but mm. I still did not expect them to be this good. I sort of heading into the tournament, my my word was they're definitely in the top four. I felt it's either India or New Zealand to go in with them, um, and probably the the winner of that India New Zealand game was going to qualify, and it did turn out to be that way because I felt Pakistan they've got the talent there, but I've, I've always felt that they don't quite have the mindset to produce consistent cricket. I always feel like they perform well one game and they can produce a shocker the next game, but they came into this tournament, man. They came in so bloody motivated because of what happened at home before the tournament um, and I think they've, they've made it uh, like a promise to their people and to their fans that they're going to win this yep. tournament so yep. they're playing great cricket and you know what's been impressive I don't know if you feel the same way like remember we were talking before the tournament like Pakistan they rely a lot on their top order like their openers Baba Razan, Rizwan and then not much after that in terms of like yep. they can't finish well but look at this tournament Asif Ali Shoaib Malik, these yep. guys are coming down Absolutely. the order and just finishing it beautifully. And they really, yep. if, yeah, if they keep that going, like I know for Australia, we're going to have to go up another level to, to even challenge them, I think, in the semi final. So yep. they're playing very well. Yeah, yeah. And interesting you touched on Australia. So let's speak, let's speak about Australia because um, you did not expect them to be here at this stage of the game. So, mm. at, sorry, at this stage of the tournament. Um, what what do you make of their performance so far? Happy with, with the way they have handled Steve Smith or and Mitch Marsh, or mm. do you still there's a lot of room for improvement there at number three? Yeah, uh, look, thrilled to be in the semi-finals. I think that's above my expectation. I'm heading into the tournament, I felt we could do something, but I wasn't. That was my heart talking rather than my head. You know what I mean? Like I'm saying, yep. yeah, we yep. could. You know, we've got the bowling attack particularly those seamers that could perform well in any format. We've got those openers that were out of form, but if they find form, then who knows? And yeah. And especially in that last game against West Indies, when Evan Lewis and Chris Gale will go, were going at it uh, oh, in the, in the mate, first couple of hours. <laughs> I was nervous. I sort of tweeted during the day that, you know, West Indies with nothing to lose is a worry. And they just came out hell for leather. And I was, I was really nervous, I have to say, but... You, you could almost see the frustration on Chris Gale's face when he when he got out. When that, he got out, you know, that he, moment. Knew, he knew like he was in a bit of good form and like he hadn't had that sort of sense of freedom for a while. He's been really struggling. Um, and then he got out. It was Pat Cummins who got that wicket and that was huge yeah. for us because it got us into the game. If they went yeah. another few overs like that, that could have been very different. But on to the Mitch Marsh issue, I think, I think Australia have handled that pretty well. Like 
Mitch Marsh performed well for us at three earlier in the year. Um, and they use Steve Smith as the floater. Like they'll, they'll um, be quite flexible depending on the match situation. Like if he has to come in early, we're in trouble. They'll send him in early. Um, but if we're doing well, then they can leave Smith aside. So there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think overall from Australia, I felt our power play bowling has been fantastic in the World Cup. Like what we take 11 wickets in the five games, uh, I think we took 10 wickets against West Indies, Bangladesh and South Africa matches. And, you know, I think they were very important reasons why we've gone into the semifinals and Adam Zamba yep. outstanding as well. So yep. the bowling attack, I had question marks around, you know, four specialist bowlers and then you use your all-rounders. But I think the four specialist bowlers, maybe Pat Cummins to a lesser extent, uh, they did very well. And I think that's a key reason why. Um and you know, Sean, what, did, what did you make of what did you make of Australia? Like, yeah, it was really it was really um it was good to see them um go in. Firstly, they went in with the with the same attack that they that their test team has. Um, you know, those three fast bowlers will again going into the ashes, that'll be a really heavy load for them as well. Um just played a high octane tournament here yeah. in the T twenty World Cup. So mm. but really they're they're you know they stood up for their team when, when it mattered the most, even Josh Hazelwood after going for that 15 or 20 overs, 20 or uh, 20 run over at, against Chris Gale and Evan Lewis um, in the final game. I think he stepped up, took four wickets, came back, um, pulled the economy down. Same with Pat Cummings and Stark. They've gone for runs. Don't get me wrong. They've gone for mm-hmm. runs, but they have, it's when it mattered the most, yeah. exactly. And when it mattered the most, they've gone for runs in the early parts or in the later parts. They haven't gone for runs you know, even in power play and in their toes. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my point. If they have gone for runs in power play, they have pulled things back in the yeah. death overs and vice versa. So Agreed. it's been yeah, it's been really good for them. Like they have learned from their what they are doing wrong. So um, yeah. same with Adam Zampa and having Adam Zampa there for Aaron Finch is a big plus. Someone like Adam Zampa yeah, on wickets, exactly on wickets like UAE. And for even for Maxwell and Mitchell Marsh to share the last set of four overs between them, it's been really, really good to see. And that's what India um, really lacked in that, yeah. in that bowling department. Yeah, I was a bit worried, like, not going to lie, heading into the tournament with Zamper as our only specialist spinner. I thought maybe, maybe putting too much pressure on him, but he was brilliant. Like, yeah, he took, what, 11 wickets? Um, and he was excellent in most of the games. I think the only game where he was a bit expensive was the England one, but we all know that we were pretty much out of the game when Zampa came on to bowl, to be honest. So he's been outstanding. Massive credit to him. Hazelwood, I think he proved why you could not leave him out of the team. Yeah, He was crucial for Chennai. And I think Australia did everything they could to make sure that and, he was in the 11. Yep, and I think it's it's a really interesting one because when Hazelwood had Cummins were bowling to Chris Gale and Evan Lewis against you know in in the last game, I really thought oh for for a second I did think that they they really like their Test match lens, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, is that is that going to do them any good against West Indies, especially who are really you know who can take the take the ball of the length and uh, play play their shots? Is someone like Chris Gale who really likes that ball, yeah. from, you know, at length? So, um, but again, as as I was thinking that Pat Cummins struck and got. For his scale and um, I was like, yeah. here you go. That's you know, that's why they're successful. Yeah. Yeah, and I think look, you talk about the test match length, and that worked well for Hazelwood. But I think as a whole, Australia still did um, vary their lengths and their pace quite well as a bowling unit. You can't just bowl one length and one pace in T Twenty cricket. You know, you're going to go the distance if you do that. So, I think the Aussies did quite well in the sense that they they still varied up their lengths and um, their pace, and that was very important. And overall, I think. While it was good to see Warner find form and Finch find form, it was the bowling attack that set the platform in pretty much all of our victories. You know, it was the bowling attack. You know, we restricted South Africa, restricted Sri Lanka, blew away Bangladesh and restricted the West Indies. Yep. You know, but the concern is the only time we batted first, we, we got pummeled against England. So, you know, if we face with that situation against Pakistan, we're going to have to be very good. Um, yep. So I, I still think there's some question marks about this team, no doubt about that, but we're in the semi-finals now, and who knows? Now, if you're good on the day, you could be lifting that. You could be lifting that trophy next week. Absolutely, you know? two and good performances. Absolutely, 
and and mm-hmm. sorry uh, sorry keeping time in mind i quickly yeah. touch on two points regarding australia first yeah. one being it's it's still a worry with mitchell stark isn't it um he has taken seven wickets um yeah. but he has gone for 7.89 that's pretty um, expensive at, in this yeah. tournament. Yeah, yeah. G- given that his partners at the other end, you know, Zampa has gone for seven point five point seven three. Even Max has, o- has only gone for six point five. Hazelwood yeah. and Pat Cummins. Um, Pat Cummins is slightly uh, expensive at seven point five, um, with less wickets as well. So, but I don't think he's he's really he's really a worry there for Australia. But Stark with you know, the way he has come into yeah. this tournament. What do you make of that, him going into the Ashes as well? I think for Stark, it's about uh, the team management having that confidence in him and continuing to, to back him. I think that's very important because he can do wonders for us in the power play if he gets that ball swinging and then at the death with his uh, Yorkers. So I still think he's a big asset to this team. But it's yep. when he's running in with purpose and with drive and he's really um, letting that ball sing out of the hand i think yeah that's where we get him at his best so yeah. and second incident with that confidence i think he'll be all right yeah the really gutsy move that i liked from australia was keeping ashton agar out because you know ashton agar yeah. has been their premiers if not premier at least their he's been kind one of, of their, their good players he yeah has. exactly exactly in t20 it was looking kind of bleak over the last few months and ashton agar was yeah. really really the only shining light apart from someone like adam zampa so only for him to play only one match and still Australia getting the results. I, I think that that has been really good. That And that means Maxwell and Mitchell Marsh have done their job. Yeah, I think you say it's a brave call. I think it's the other way around. I think when you pick Mitch Marsh over him, it just gives us that extra batting cover. I think when, when we left Mitch Marsh out of that England game, I think it really scared Australia back into bringing Mitch Marsh back in the team because... We collapsed so badly. And I think Agar had a pretty good game in that England game. I think he was our best player, I reckon. So it's pretty harsh that he was left out. But as I said, when you have those three seams, particularly Hazelwood in your team, there's going to be one player that misses out like a Marsh or an Agar. So yeah, happened to be Agar. And I think Australia will stick with that going forward. Yeah. And the the last point I will touch is David Warner's form. He's back in form. Exciting to see. Um, playing in Australia again in, in, a, in a month's time. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, I think he's going to come up a tougher test than what he faced against the West Indies the other day. I think the West Indies had one foot back in the Caribbean, if I'm being honest. So um, Pakistan on uh, what Thursday night, that's going to be Shane Sharif ready up front. There's your test. Let's see what Warner's made of because if he can produce that good sort of uh, vintage David Warner form that's going to make us a very hard team to beat. So fingers crossed for that. Absolutely. Um, before we touch on India, Nash, I wanted to touch on a couple of teams. I know we're going to talk about New Zealand, but I wanted to touch on Afghanistan as well. What did you make of them? Like, I felt their campaign promised a lot more than what it delivered in the end. But the way I describe them is they're a team too good for the associates but they're not quite at the level of the higher end teams to beat them consistently. Do you agree with that? Is that a fair Absolutely. Summation? Absolutely. Yeah. That's perfectly put, Shabel. I think yeah. I was thinking how to put this, but I think that's perfectly, yeah. perfectly yeah, yeah, said yeah. because I, I won't, I, I won't like to elaborate on that because I think that's where I think I, I'll leave it because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as you said, they are so good when, it, when they play, even, even when they play teams like uh, Bangladesh and Sri Lanka as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not only associates, but when it really comes, um, the, the test, when it comes to, test I time. When it comes to the, the, the higher ranked bowling attacks, yep. like I look at their batting uh, opening combination, Muhammad Shazad, Hazratullah Zazai. They're two players who like to, uh, they're not technically correct players. So when they come up against a little bit better bowling, they're not quite as uh, yes. good. But when they come up against lesser experienced teams, they're able to obliterate them off the park. So yeah. And uh, and look yeah. look for for a team like Afghanistan, it's not only about playing cricket at the moment. So mm. um, you know you can't really only blame the way they are playing. Yes, they are playing a World Cup, and they should we we call them elite athletes. But it's not all about that. Um, yeah. And just like to point out point that out because um, yeah. there's as, as a human being, there's a lot lot more going on in, in behind the scenes and in your mind when when what's happening in their country as well. So, um, yeah. but but the way they have performed, I think their bowling attacks 
attack is up to up to the mark when it comes to competing with the top teams but yeah. they have to just get that batting balance right um as you said and then you know they have players like Rashid Khan and Mohammad Nabi down the order who can who can who have the experience and who can do the job as well 100% man and i think the ingredients are there for afghanistan a good bowling attack but um yeah just consistency with the bat i think that was my concern about it but they were definitely and, a contender for the semi finals but it was their batting against the higher yep. ranked teams I'll just point out last one bit about Afghanistan. Look at their three players. That if you if you, if I was to tell you pick three of their best players, who who have who you would pick in in Afghanistan's playing eleven first names on the team list, you would pick Rashid Khan, Mohammad Nabi, and Mujib. Um, you know those are the te- those are the players, and the reason is because they are they have been playing in these overseas leagues, and mm. that's the reason the they have to encourage their batters to play in these overseas leagues as well and that's the way because yeah. that that's the only way they are going to learn because the domestic cricket in afghanistan is now almost non-existent so yeah. um they really need to push these cricketers somewhere else najibullah zadran has played some some uh, yep. franchise cricket around the world and he sort of he was very good particularly in that yep. last game against new zealand so i agree with you on that absolutely um, to New Zealand, your mates, <laughs> they've done it again to you in an ICC tournament. Well, we, we have done How? to Pakistan and New Zealand are doing to us. It's, oh, man, it's you know, unbelievable. You, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, it is. Causing, it is causing India so much hurt. And I felt like New Zealand, um, they weren't perfect. I felt like particularly in the matches against Scotland and Namibia, I thought in those games, they weren't particularly great, but they did enough to, to get the job done. Probably going to have to go another level, I think, in the semi-finals. Is that what you think? Where, where do you think they're at? Um, you know, in this final four. I think the way they've performed in the last few ICC tournaments, they have. It's it's really hard one. They know how to get it because, done. They know how to get yeah, it done. It's just yeah. so reliable and um, very professional. I feel. Exactly, exactly, because they really know their what their team balance is. They really know their plans, and they really know how to execute those plans. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing. Just have, by having plans, you don't win games. You really need to have those people mm. who can execute those plans. And I think New Zealand have those kind of players. In whether it's it's Sodi, whether it's Devon Conway, Conway, or whether it's Kane Williamson himself. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's I think I that's felt, where yeah, that's where India that lack game, as well. I felt that was a game yesterday that a lot of teams could crumble under pressure and say we have to win this game, otherwise India are going to go in over us and get nervous and get flustered. Yeah. And, but New Zealand just they were professional from ball one, yep. never in doubt. So that's New Zealand to a T, and they'll play England in the semi. That'll be an interesting game. They'll have to play well in that, but you never know what can happen in there. Um, yeah. You probably say England are favourites from here before we touch on India, like. But Jason yes, Roy, you, I feel sorry you would say for him. that Jason yep. Roy is out now. That that could be a blow. Yep. Uh I re- I mean they have enough depth in their white yeah. ball in their white yeah. ball team. So I, 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 for for me, favorites are England, but I really hope Australia go. You know, um, yeah, go a long way. Yeah, I think I think England and Pakistan looks like the favorites for the final at the moment, yeah. but. Look at how South Africa took the took apart the England attack the other day. The teams will be looking at that and saying we can do it too. So you never know. You yeah, never know. and it, it. I almost I almost can't help but smile or laugh a bit because no, this isn't the Pakistan that I grew up with. Um, <laughs> this is very, very absolutely is not the Pakistan that I know. And you almost have to stop and think that. Uh, have they played their full quota of good cricket? Mm. Um, it, or is it is it done? Or do they still have that what two two games left in them? Um, uh, it'll be really interesting to see because, as we all know, as we have seen time and time again over the over the last however many years, if they do a if they pull a Pakistan, I think they it could go horribly horribly wrong. We'll see. Also, I, I just feel it's a different Pakistan this time. Yeah. Um, so. We'll it is. It is. Don't get me wrong. I'm really enjoying mm. the way they are playing cricket. It, oh, it is absolutely really. magnificent. Yeah. Um, what they have put on, you know, they have they have put on a really terrific show for all of us as fans. So, but you know, yeah. it's it, are they too good? 
is is what my question <laughs> <laughs> is this re- is this really the pakistan that we know and yeah, yeah it's just... i'm living in a dream i mean it is a dream for a pakistan fans at the moment five wins out of five and they saw their main rivals india knocked out and they were so happy man on to india um yeah we have their bashish coming on soon to talk about you know his view on on why um and why India struggled in the tournament, missed out on the semi-finals. Well, what's your take? Maybe say, I mean, a top reason or two of, of what went wrong. Look, I think the first reason, uh, sitting here before the start of the tournament, I said that the bowling attack that was selected was the best one at that at that moment in time. At that, mm. you know, um, from IPL, from the performances there. Um, and look, I'll I'll agree that I was wrong. Because going going into the going into the World Cup, you have to take a risk somewhere. And yes, I love Bhuvneshwar Kumar. I think I absolutely love him as a cricketer. But mm. was he the best choice given his you know recent form? I don't think so. You could have taken a punt and you could have gone with Harshal Patel or Mahmud Suraj or Avish Khan. Mm. You know, all of them have have really put on a show during the IPL and they have done really, really, really well. Um, over the last couple of years, actually. So mm. uh, did they deserve that spot? And yes, you, you want your best experienced players in the World Cup, but you have Shami for that. You have Bumrah for that. So why not fall on them if anything goes wrong and then have that sort of risk player yeah. who you can, who will give you the wickets, who is in form. Um, yeah. And so that that I'll say that I admit that somewhere I did think that Yes, it was the correct decision at the time, but in hindsight, I think obviously hindsight's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. So, um, yeah, and again, the second one I would like to point out is that batting or batting at the top and batting first, really. Um, I, I, I haven't done any research, but I just would like to dig the numbers up in the last sort of two, three years leading up to the World Cup. How many times did India bat first, and you know what were the results there? Yeah, because yeah. I don't, I don't think that happened a lot of lot, lot many times yeah. in T20s. So it's really interesting because if you don't have, if you don't have that practice, it doesn't matter you're an elite athlete or not. You mm-hmm. still, it's all about practice. It's all about getting used to the conditions, the situation, yeah. and whatever level you're playing. Yeah, I think in terms of the stats since the 2019 ODI World Cup. I think India won the toss 14 times in T20 cricket and, and chose to chase 10 times. So yep. they're just not giving themselves enough like uh, practice um, when when they win the toss to say, yeah, we want to bat first and have a clear idea about it because then you come into a World Cup and if you have to bat first, you've, you've got no idea how to do it. That's how I felt. Um, and I think as well, like we are talking about since 2018, India have conceded... Uh, sorry, scored less than 160 on 11 occasions in a T20 when batting first, and they have, they've lost all of those games. So um, I think going forward, they've got to figure out how to bat first and how to do that better, and then how can they defend it? So again, I think India have fallen short. Despite making semifinals and finals of ICC tournaments in recent times, I still feel India have underachieved in white ball cricket in recent years. I feel that the talent pool you guys have and the quality of team you guys have you should be lifting at least one trophy over the past 10 years since that 2011 World Cup and 2013 Champions Trophy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it has really, um, I, I put this in my rant, actually, I think. Um, mm. uh, it's really gone the opposite way for England and India, isn't it? Because India have really focused on their red ball, longer format cricket, even, even ODI cricket. And yeah. really, I, I wouldn't say ignored, but really sort of the, the T20 cricket sat on the back burner for a while. Yeah. And then same with England, where they are focused on their white ball and then ig- ignored their red ball cricket a bit. Mm. So interesting interesting to see how these two teams take the, take the approach forward in the next few years. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think India probably got a... I think they had too much of an element of safety in this tournament, if I'm being real. They played too safe, too conservative with the bat, and they were the same with the ball. And I think they've just got to express themselves a little bit more. Um, they've got that much talent, that much depth, that you, if you play with that freedom, more often than not, you're going to come out on top and teams are going to really struggle to, to compete with you. So 
Thanks to Robin for your hair the next day to a World Cup. Absolutely, that was a big absolutely. shock. Big shock. And I'll again point out that, you know, everything said and done, just with just with Bumrah and R. Ashwin, they are two of absolute champions. Hmm. Um, yes, they they were put in hard, difficult situations, but again, Bumrah bowled at, at an economy of five point one eight in a mm-hmm. T20 World Cup where things did not yeah. go India's way. And even Ashwin bowled at, a, at an economy of 5.37. So mm-hmm. um, did not get the wickets. Yes, I agree. Um, but it, it was really good to see these champions perform, you know, at any given stage in, um, of, of the game and really, really, really happy about that as well. 100%. 100% agree there. Um... And we'll see what India do, you know, with Rahul Dravid now at the helm and, um, you know, a new era about to begin after the World Cup with matches against New Zealand, some new blood, I think, will come into that team. So, yeah, I think a lot of opportunities for players in the next few months and then the IPL to put their hand up um, and then to stake a claim for that T20 team. So we, we caught up with a special guest, uh, Devashish Sarangi. Uh, he writes for Cryptblog um, and he's, a, uh, you know, a Twitter friend of mine, a friend of mine, actually, and he's been superb um, in, uh, in what he does for Crick Blog and his passion for uh, writing and then his passion for Crick. And we, we, we chatted to him about India's campaign. Check it out. So we welcome a special guest here on the Crick Blog podcast, a good friend of mine, personally, Debashish Serengi, a writer for the blog, um, someone I'll talk to every day. We'll talk to him about um, the Indian team in this World Cup. Um, and have a chat to me about his own cricketing journey as well, Debashish. Welcome to the Crickblog Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, Debashish. Hello, Shahabir. Yeah, hello, Nash. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, I'm a regular listener of this podcast, and I tell you, you both are doing amazingly well. Oh, and thank you. Uh, of course, Crickblog is very close to my heart, and uh, so is this podcast. I hope it continues to trust me. Thank you. Thank, really you. thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's always it's always good to listen to um, listener feedback, isn't it, Shabel and Debashish being a, a, a regular contributor to the podcast as well in 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 the opinions that he gives us and in the in the articles that he writes for the for the for your blog. Um, it's been really it's been really good to interact with with him as as a listener as well. So let's let's dive in straight away, Debashish, um, into our first question. And the first question we like to ask, as you would know, all the guests is how did your love for cricket begin how did your yeah. journey start yeah so i tell you when i was some uh, four or five years of age then uh, once i saw a big poster of sachin tendulkar and uh, i asked uh, my sister that uh, who is he then uh, she told me that uh, he plays cricket and he is uh, the best batsman in the world his name is sachin tendulkar so i got anxious and i started watching the game having a hope to watch him bat live then I started buying bats, uh, having MRF stickers, <laughs> and used to take stands like it and copy his style. My attachment with Sachin basically has brought me here. So that's all I want to say. Yeah. Um, it's it's as growing up in in India, the the brand the brand MRF is only we only know it as a cricket brand as a cricket brand, isn't it, Devashish? Yeah. We had not an uh, iota of idea that it was a tire manufacturing uh, brand. Yeah, it was. A, we, yeah, we, I've discovered that later on as well. So, uh, because all, all all great players, even Brian, Lara, Steve, or even now Virat Kohli, yeah. AB De Villiers, everyone used uh, MRF. So, um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. My first bat as a kid as well was MRF when I started playing because uh, Steve Wall wow. and Brian, Lara, Sachin, uh, three of my favourites. So, I completely you must be a great batsman. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, when I, when I when I grew up, I, I became more of a bowler in my older years. I was always opening batsmen, but never scored big runs, but I always like bat time and just like see the bowlers out. <laughs> I was never the most powerful player, but, <laughs> but bowling was my strong suit later. Um, speaking of Sachin, I think India would have liked to have him in this T20 World Cup. She's like, want to discuss... What went wrong for India? I mean, those first two games ultimately costing India a chance maybe to go through the semi-finals. You know, if you had to maybe say a top reason why India failed in this World Cup, is it a lack of preparation heading into the tournament, perhaps in terms of not being ready in terms of batting first in matches? What do you reckon? 
let's start with the selection first i honestly didn't get the reason behind the selection of uh, both bhuvneshwar kumar and mohammad shami mm-hmm. if you ask me to pick one between them i would pick shami obviously because bhuvi post to 2017 has not been the ideal t20 bowler mm-hmm. uh, he is not the same bowler uh, is no longer the same bowler that he once used to be in my opinion deepak chahar should have been picked in place of him the reason is simple as he took 10 out of his 14 wickets in the power play phase in uh, ipl 2021 and we struggled to pick early wickets in the power play especially against pakistan and to uh, restrict the opposition when you are defending a low total you need early wickets which india lacked secondly if you look at the squad that was picked you will realize that they had the plan to use only finger spinners in this world there was mm-hmm. jadeja there was aksar patel ashwin is, was there varun chakravarty was there these are finger spinners these four finger spinners were there, was were there it was clear that they needed accurate bowlers you can see less runs there was a change in plan earlier they used to uh, bring chahal and kuldeep they used to uh, play with them now they tried finger spinners so the idea behind that might be to concede less runs and no more they no more trusted their legs the overall quality of this bowling lineup is nothing but defensive if you see mm and, so and if you have picked the defensive bowling unit yeah yeah and please. would would you would you say that you would have also liked to see someone like a, a mohammad siraj or even even an avish khan who have you know or even a harshal patel one of those three because you know harshal patel and avish khan because they have taken the wickets and mohammad siraj he has bowled really economically in the ipl what's your what are your thoughts on that absolutely i would have loved to see siraj in the uh, 11 i had siraj in my 11 because yeah. he is someone apart from bumra who can bowl in all three phases mm. he is brilliant in the power play he can get you one over in the middle and he can surely bowl two overs at the death he can get the new ball swing he can seam the ball as well if you don't trust deepak chahar you have, you could have picked siraj he has pace avish khan was there and the the first two games especially um were interesting because the first one against pakistan we still managed to score 150 and they sort of then the bowling attack wasn't penetrative enough to get those wickets um and do you, do you feel that we heavily missed a wrist spinner in there uh yeah might be uh, traditionally see traditionally pakistani batters are good players of skill yeah they recently struggled against uh, tabriz shamsi of yeah. south africa but we we don't trust kuldeep yadav anymore mm. yeah yeah and and has has do you blame kkr to some extent for that yeah might be because yeah. they are not using him at all yeah 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 so would it be safe to say india's approach in the tournament was too safe and and why do you think that might be i think the bat their batting unit to score uh, 175 180 consistent and the batting if you look at the batting on paper it's it looks really solid and it is capable of doing that mm. but it didn't click at all this batting lineup was capable of doing that but there have been some issues for india while batting first in recent times if you calculate the t20is from uh, uh, consider the t20is from uh, uh, just uh, over just uh, sorry just after played just after 2019 world cup yep. then you will see that uh, on 10 occasions uh, they have uh, decided to uh, bowl first out of total 14 occasions they have won the toss so their plan has been to chase the total on most yeah. of the occasions they were building themselves as a good chasing unit yeah. and and that's and... why i think the batters lacked some clarity while batting first the plan yeah. was missing they they were not aware of the role they were supposed to play in the games yeah and hence the execution was missing you see they didn't uh, play reckless shots against new zealand they start cautiously but when they tried to execute something they failed very true very true uh, and where do you, you know a lot has been said over the over the period of ipl and even even the world cup about bowling all around or batting all around in the team which is hardik pandya where where do you stand on him do you, does he still get in your team if he doesn't bowl 
No, I don't think so. Because we have currently, if if we consider his current form with the bat, we have better batsmen than. Yeah. And he is a right-handed batsman. We can uh, we can eliminate him and get in a uh, another left-handed batsman. So some someone like Anishan Kishan who can you know slot in there or yeah. Uh, yeah and he can really provide that floating batting option where he can yeah yeah he can be flexible in that in that in that lineup. I really I really agree with that. Do you think that should be a priority, Devishis, for the upcoming series against New Zealand? Like I know the Indian um, schedule is ridiculous. You know we all know that the, the series starts soon after the World Cup. You know, is it something you'd like to see maybe India trying their hand batting first a little bit more um, and then testing out maybe a new all-rounder in the team there? Yeah. See, the next World Cup is in Australia. The proper solution will be to build a team that will give them the desired result in Australian conditions. We are failing while batting first. So that should be the focus as of now. Let's build a core and let them play. Let them bat first and uh, build big scores. Put them for put big scores on the board and build a bowling unit that can defend them. Let's be format specific. For example, let's not include guys like Surya Kumar Yadav in the test squad, which they did in the, when India toured England. He is not uh, necessary there at all. Give each player a proper role to perform in the team. Use the bilateral series as practice games for the World Cup. Do experiments because you have time and find your best 11 players as well as their alternatives. For each role and use them in the appropriate situations they are expected to face in the World Cup. For example, if you if you have inserted one left-handed batter to counter the leggies of the opposition, you don't wait for the particular wicket to fail. Fall. If the leggy is introduced early, then promote your. Yeah. Yeah. Play as per the situation and give them the clarity. Absolutely, absolutely. And in terms of captaincy for this team going forward in T20s there's there's two distinct um, opinions on on in terms of fans um, one one opinion is KL Rahul and one opinion is Rohit Sharma so where, where do you stand on that I think Rohit should be given the captaincy as of now let's uh, select the next World Cup as a short term goal let's fix it and go with Rohit because he has all the experience Let's uh, let give him a chance to uh, build the team in his ideas using his ideas and uh, go with that. Yeah. So you you see Roy Sharma leading this team into the next year's World Cup, and then probably after that, uh, you know, passing the passing the baton on to someone else. To Kel Rahul, yeah, yeah. Kel Rahul uh, or Rishabh Pant. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with those points and. Um, I think this, this makes for a huge IPL coming up as well. Um, you know, do you have any sort of young players in, in your mind, Devishis, who can sort of come into this team soon and, and make an impact and really make a claim for um, next year's World Cup? See, we need a spin hitter as of now. Yep. We, can, uh, we can slot in Sanju Samson there who can provide the flexibility as well. Also, Ruturaj Gayakwad is there. Who is very flexible and he bats deals with spin very well. Shubman Gill can be tried in the middle order. Mayank Agrawal is there. So there are a lot of options. Genuine middle order, genuine finisher, there is Abdul Samad, who can be uh, used as a backup for Hardik Pandya. Riyan Parag is there. Yeah, I know his IPL was mediocre, but let's give him a chance in the topmost level and see how he performs because. He is a good uh, hitter of uh, hitter of uh, serious pace bowling, yeah. and I feel he can do well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And where where do you see uh, you know people like Prithvi Shaw or people like even even someone like a Manish Pandey who has done the hard yards in in domestic cricket, or even a Mayank Agarwal who really performed well in the IPL. Where do you see these guys fitting in? Mayank Agarwal can be a solution because he is a uh, he is not a slow starter. He starts really well in the power play. That can give KL Rahul the uh, what he saw in the uh, their partnership in uh, for uh, uh, Punjab Kings. They are doing really well. So he can uh, be the complementary. He can be very complementary to KL Rahul. Can be the complement and uh, he can complement KL Rahul very well. 
So Mayank Agrawal can be the solution. He is a very good spin hitter also. Prithvi Shaw, yeah, uh, he is not a slow starter. He he can utilize the power play, but I think uh, he struggles when there is a little bit of help for the fast bowlers. Yeah. Also, uh, recently he has been troubled by the uh, left arm spinners. So I will uh, like to hold him as of now. I I really want to get your thoughts, Debashish. On we spoke about wrist spinners earlier. I really want to get your thoughts on is if you were to point out two points, only two points of why India lost. What would one of them would be wrist spinners, and what would be the second one? The absence of clarity while batting first. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. preparation was. They 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 wanted to chase, so they lacked clarity while batting first. This was the biggest reason. Yeah. They they didn't know which bowler to attack and which bowler to defend. They they picked wrong bowlers. Even uh, you might be surprised that uh, the bowlers like Imad Wasim or uh, Shadab Khan or Ishodi Mitchell Santner, these guys had a collective economy of 4.75 against Indian batters in these two games. That's ridiculous. You just can't let the fifth bowling or sixth bowling options go in a T20 game. So true. If you don't attack Imad Wasim, you can't attack Shahin Afridi. Then why are you playing in T20s? What would be your second point? The first one you said is cl- clarity while batting first, or even just clarity while batting. What would be your second point as to why did India lose? My second point will be the. Ineffectiveness of our fast bowlers in these two games. Yeah, Bhuvneshwar Kumar was off color. Shami was off color. Bumrah was trying, but he was a lone warrior. Yeah. There was no support for him. Yeah. One opinion I've seen um, floating around as well is is whether both Rohit and Virat Kohli fit in the same T20 team. Do you think that they should stay in the same T20 team or is there only room for one? What's your view on that? As of now, they should stay because the next World Cup is in Australia and we need both of them there. They are brilliant hitters of base bowling and they should stay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that because I think think what, what I feel as well is that those two have really solidified the Indian batting lineup for, you know, previous years and they will do that in for the next couple of years as well so i think those two can really provide that experience in that batting especially in australia you know where the ball really exactly. comes onto the bat and you know those two as we know can really play the play the ball rising up to the up to the head high sort of um sort and of Kohli's, ball is Kohli's become different when he bats yep. in australia yeah absolutely so just on India and ICC tournaments, that's now like a few times in a row where you've fallen short in ICC tournaments where yeah. you were favoured to do quite well. Um, what do you have to do differently the next ICC tournament to get over the line, do you think? Does it come down to the preparation leading into the tournament? What can India do differently within the tournament itself? What's your view on that? I think they need to set uh, small goals, small targets. Like how to play. They need to understand that every opposition uh, throws uh, different challenges at you. The challenge you are uh, facing against Australia is not the same you are going to face against England. The challenges will be different. So you have to pick those guys who can survive in against different oppositions. You, can, you have to tra- prepare them mentally that uh, this is not going to be a fixed level. There, can, there might be changes and we might change the complete combination as per our opposition. That should be the thought. There shouldn't be any ego clash that I, I am not playing today. I am a great bowler, but I am not playing today. I am a great batsman, but I am not playing today. Yeah. If you are Virat Kohli, but the opposition has three leg spinners, you can't play. You have to sit out. Yeah. 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 And everyone, should be understand, everyone should understand that and that should be a clarity. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the other reasons that sort of a sort of a hidden, not not hidden anymore, but the players have been speaking out against it, and even the coaching staff. I think Bharat Arun said that 
Uh, do you still feel if there was an IPL before the World Cup, India Indian team would have done better? Uh, it can be said as a hindsight uh, thought. Yeah. Because India would have done well, we have we would have uh, we would have been praising IPL now. That IPL gave us some uh, great preparation yeah. in the UAE tracks, but they didn't do well. So now we are blaming the IPL. It's it's a real if and but, isn't it? The sport of cricket. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, ifs and buts. Yeah, exactly. And quickly, I think um, with keep keeping time in mind, quickly, I would like to get get your playing eleven for the next T Twenty international that India plays against New Zealand. Oh, that's a tough question. Yeah. <laughs> Has the squad been announced for that? Uh, not yet, but I just I just wanted to get get. Um, oh, okay. Get Debashi's thoughts on that because um, you know he he does have some strong opinions uh, yes. you know in terms in terms of bowling attack. So I would really like to see what his bowling attack would be if he was the selector. Okay, let me prepare that. I think they should go with Ruturaj uh, Gaipur first. Yep. The first name from the Sahid Mustaq Ali Trophy. Yep. Then uh, Rohit Sharma will be the captain, so he will be there. Yeah. Then at number three, uh, let's go with uh, Surya Kumar Yadav. Yep. As he is playing uh, one format only. So Gaikwad, Rohit, then Sky. And at number four, uh, I think uh, Sanju Samson. Good name. Yep. yep. Let's go. Sanju Samson. Sanju Samson will be there. Number five, uh, Abdul Samad. Someone apart from Hardik Pandya, you want to test yeah. Abdul Samad. Venkatesh yeah. Ayer, someone can give you some overs. Yep. Aksar Patel, no Jadeja, let's go with Aksar Patel. Yep. Uh, then 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Deepak Chahar, obvious choice. Yep. Then uh, have, uh, if you are resting Bumrah, then you need uh, Siraj. Obviously, uh, bring in Chahal back and uh, both Yeah. Yeah. So just on Chahal, before we you know wrap up with a final question, I just wanted to ask one about Chahal. You know, was it a mistake to leave him out of the squad in the end, or do you think India made the right call with what they were presented with at the time? I think Chahal's uh, recent performances were the main reason. Because mm. uh, after 2019 World Cup, his economy was uh, uh, somewhere near to 9 in T20Is. Yeah. And uh, he had picked just uh, 16 or 17 wickets in 20-odd games. So he was not impressive bearing one game in Australia that he won as a uh, substitute. Yeah. So uh, that's, what, uh, that's what the main reason, I feel. And uh, uh, they had the plans to go with a defensive spin bowling unit. The bowling unit that can... Uh, Concede that that will concede less runs and uh, create the pressure on the opposition. These these might be the thoughts behind uh, his execution. Yeah. yeah, and final question: uh, Your pick for the the T Twenty World Cup from here out of the final four teams? Please say Australia. Oh, I, I know it's England. <laughs> I think England will win. Look, I will be happy if Australia wins their first World Cup. Yep. I love oh, them yes. as well. And they have probably Nash already. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's a that. real it's a real hard one, this one, because you know, Australia here, Australia suddenly playing some not not great cricket, but some good cricket. Um and in World Cups, as we know, they are they they are monsters in World Cup, so um, something absolutely. clicks in their brains. And <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. Getting past Pakistan first—that's going to be tough. The the level is going to go up a notch. It's not Bangladesh or West Indies who are keen just, to go home. Just give all. a call to Warner and ask him to bat against China after the one to first one or two overs cautiously, then go bang bang. Yeah. Then yeah. the game is yours. We'll yeah. see what happens. We'll see what happens.
Debashis, thank you so much for your time today. Great insights. And, you know, it was awesome to have you on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Thank you. So huge thank you to Debashis for his excellent thoughts. Um, I think he was spot on about a number of things there uh, for, for how India to go forward, what went wrong for them in this World Cup. So it'd be very interesting to see um, how they approach things. Um, just an announcement from us. We're going to have another bonus episode later this week to talk about um, how terribly, to put it in kindly, Yorkshire dealt with or dealing with the racism um, in their club at the moment and how I think they're accepting of it and they were never looking to change their culture um, and how their half-assed investigation has put them in more trouble. So we'll talk about that uh, Azim Rafiq case uh, later in the week. Um, so keep an eye out for that. We'll communicate that on our Twitter page when we um, know a little bit more information, but I know we definitely we'll do it later in the week. So keep an eye out for that. Um, Nash, big thank you to you. Big thank you to Debashis and uh, thank you to all our listeners. And if your team is still uh, alive in the World Cup, good luck.